just me. A place to be me, where you get to experience life. Life is a journey, not a guided tour. If you want the rainbow, you have to go through the rain. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Just Me. And I'm excited once again, and we're going to do our continuation on forgiveness and fighting fair. And I know all of our listeners by now, you have heard or read or saw some comments about what's booming and buzzing in the media with um, Will Smith and the comedian Chris Rock. So we're going to use that as an example to help us get a better understanding on um, forgiveness and fighting fair. Again, this podcast is to promote healthy mindsets for a healthy community. So we all are entitled to our opinions and our comments, but we're going to really look into forgiveness and fighting fair. So one comment that was made by Chris Rock, he said, I hope that with time forgiveness can come out of this situation and we can all be better, more considerate people in the end. So when we look at that statement, we hear the word forgiveness. Some of the things we talked about on last week on what forgiveness is. Forgiveness to me, I stated, is a choice. You have to choose to forgive. So I chose that statement because in that moment, for me, Chris Rock chose to forgive. So when you find yourself in situations that are out of your control, you have a choice. Michelle Obama would say, take the high road when they take the low road. To me, that's an act of forgiveness. So again, forgiveness is a choice. So how would, how would you see um, Ms. Sasha or Ms. Serena when we look at forgiveness as being a choice in moments that are public? Sometimes you can be humiliated or uncomfortable, or when the pressure is on, all eyes are on me, what do I do in this moment? Well, I would say, keep your cool. When I say keep your cool, like really taking a second to realize what's going on. And while you're keeping your cool, practice deep breathing exercising exercises because that will assist as it relates to making a decision as it relates to what to do with that um, with those emotions. Okay, so sometime in those emotions, I mean in those moments, a lot of emotions come and hit you like at one time. Boom, 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 boom. Correct. And that's a lot of weight to carry. And how you ex, how do you carry that weight or handle that weight? Again, you're saying like we can take moments to breathe in. Yes. You know, instead of carrying around for it, whether yes. it's a day because a day becomes a month, a month becomes a year, a year becomes five years, and you have all of this. And sometime in those moments, those um, triggers come and you're reminded of things, but yet you still have a time to make a choice. 
And when you said that breathing, it gives you that moment to reset. Yes. To think. Yes. Give you more time to say, um, do I do the go left or do I go right? Opposed to acting like immediately responding immediately. Correct. And I like what you said as it relates to having that choice. Like it can come sporadically, not planned, but the choice still lies within you what you're going to do. Because a lot of times you say we can't control what others do, what others say. Mm-hmm. The only thing we can control is how we respond. Yes. How yeah. we respond. Yes. And forgiveness is hard. <laughs> it's hard, but it's still a choice. And we have to take time to really like weigh and see like, is this beneficial for me? What other damages if, if I do this or not forgiven? How is it going to affect other people? How is it going to affect me? I think last week we too we talked about um, the stress that it brings internally, like you carrying around all this stuff, and I'm stressing out, and you over there on the beach, you know. And then we look, we get angry to say, "Well, do you know? You remember what you did to me? How are you out there celebrating?" And they're like, "I let it go. It's not my fault you hadn't." And then we still carry, carry for years and years and years. And that resentment comes back in. We feel offended. But we should not act, especially in ways that can be damaging to others. And sometimes unforgiveness can cause you to, I would say, act a fool. You know, her eyes went up. I guess I could say fool up in here. You know, but but it it does because I I know, um, I say just for myself that, Carrying unforgiveness that um, sometimes my behavior was inappropriate. Okay. You know, at the moment I felt that it was appropriate. But then when I pulled myself back and really looked, you know, you got to go back to say I'm sorry or forgive me. And then some people, they might not be ready to even receive it. But at that, at that moment when I did choose to act um, wrong, I had a choice to act right, and I chose not to. Because in plenty of times, like, you can walk away from situations, and sometimes you just say, you know what? Keep on talking, because I got some. I just say, I'm going to clap back. Mm-hmm. And something you said was, you can give forgiveness, and they may not be ready. Mm-hmm. That's not your problem. It's not. That is definitely not your problem. You did what you needed to do for you. So it's up to them to do what they need to do for them. So you keep that boundary. I apologize. And you can provide effective communication as it relates to why you're apologizing based upon what you interpreted. Because Mm -hmm. what you interpreted may not be what they interpreted. So there would definitely have to be additional dialogue as it relates to you and the other person as it relates to making sure that, you know, we're forgiven. May not be for the same reason, but just making sure that we understand as it relates to what each person, what angle each person is coming from. But at the end of the day, you're apologizing for you. I need yeah. to first you apologize. You know, you forgive yourself. 
and then you're able to forgive others. So it starts with you. And that that could be a struggle too for some for some people because um the amount of like I want that person to to like me or to be a part of my life and if they don't accept my forgiveness like I'm still missing out. So I still try hard to kinda like get them to to come. Like I know you say it like it's um it's not my fault, but some people still feel guilty like I gotta make them receive it like if I did something to you and said like I'm sorry you say you know what I don't forgive you and I keep coming back to you that'll get on your nerve or you just say I'm not ready okay I can say I'm not ready and I may need more time and you can probably suggest how can I help with the situation but at the end of the day, you can't make people do anything. So you have to find a sense of peace within yourself mm-hmm. that you've done all you can do as it relates to expressing to them that you apologize. Right. And I think that is um, so what happened with um, the Chris Rock and uh, Will Smith situation in the at the Oscars, I think that with Chris Rock abstaining from saying anything immediately afterwards was his way. And I and I do not know Chris Rock, but what I am perceiving it to be is his way of taking his time Correct. to process exactly what was going on. Um like what Mr. Sharina just said, and then um issuing that acknowledgement of forgiveness. Um, because a lot of times, so I will say this is just me, okay? When that situation happened <laughs> and it was um, someone had physically, if it was, if I were in that position, someone had physically assaulted me, primal instincts kick in. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, being me, just me, I'm, listen, I'm working on myself, but now that we've laid hands on each other, now that results in all bets are off. But, when taking a step back and looking at how Chris Rock really handled the situation, it was very big of him. Mm-hmm. It was saying, I'm not going to press charges. I'm not going to do anything as far as retaliation. I'm going to take a minute and really think about the situation. And then issuing that um, statement of forgiveness. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because recognizing that if he continues to hold on to this emotion, this harboring of feelings, then it's going to do nothing but weigh him down. Um, and I think that there's a whole bunch of other layers to that situation um, as far as um, the image of each individual, because they are very affluent individuals mm-hmm. um, and impactful individuals in the black community. But so there are several different layers. But the fact that he took a step back and didn't retaliate and go tit for tat, because what could have happened is his pride could have got the best of him. Mm-hmm. And he would have he could have retaliated by saying, I'm going to be suing everything. I'm going to be suing you. I'm going to be um, recouping benefits, different things of that nature. Or he could have retaliated on stage. Mm-hmm. And he didn't do that. Um, and that is that element of taking a step back with the whole process of forgiveness looking at the situation and saying, how do I continue to move forward in this journey without um, condemning myself and condemning someone else? Because it's only going to weigh me down. 
Well, excellent. That's and and y'all, y'all both brought it into where they didn't know, guys. I kind of set them up to the word timing. Miss Smith said it first, and then um, Sharina kind of, Miss Smith and Sharina, Miss Smith and Sasha, they um, said the both said the word timing. So timing is important. Chris Rock was able to do something immediately. So now Will Smith, the following day, his response was, I would like to publicly apologize to you, Chris. I was out of line and I was wrong. I'm embarrassed that my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. There is no place for violence in the world of love and kindness. So they gave us a good example of timing and managing your emotions. So we did see an outburst of emotions and we saw a handling of emotions. And so that's what healthy mental, healthy mental state is being able to manage your emotions. We all have emotions. That's like a, it's a good, bad and ugly. We have them, Mm -hmm. but the art is to be able to manage your emotions. So forgiveness is, we get to manage it. Timing is important. It's a choice, but timing. So if you're not there, you have time. Work on yourself. You say, everybody is just me. Some people can forgive quickly. Some people can't. It takes time. But know who you are. Know your triggers. Like some things are built up. And he could have, again, I always talk about cats. I don't even own, I don't even have a cat. Like, you know, something happened to the cat. It might take time to like give give it a break. Take your time. Don't throw the cat out immediately. Maybe you shouldn't have left that food out. It maybe could have been your fault. Time, things just build up and build up. And my cat did this, and then you said something about me. I'm really not a bad mad at you. I'm mad at what the cat did, but I take it out on you. So I'm not managing how I feel well because those emotions I carried around all day long Mm -hmm. and you just happened to press the button at the wrong time Mm -hmm. or for some people at the right time because I really need to release this stuff. Mm -hmm. But I released it in an inappropriate way. Yes. And that's how we're talking about fighting fair. Yes. Mm -hmm. How do we fight fair when our emotions are on 100? Mm. Cause I'm mad. Well, you're not fighting fear. Oh, there you go. There you go. Hey, help me out. Help me out. Because your emotions is at a 100. It's okay. is at 100. So you're not fighting fear because your emotions are in the way. So when your emotions are in the way, then you're not thinking accurately. Mm-hmm. And those emotions may be, may be mixed with several things. So you want to make sure that you direct that emotion to the specific situation. But I say this all the time. Emotions are temporary. Mm-hmm. They change. So you want to make sure you move out of that emotion state to really resolve the problem. I know for me, when I am in my emotions get up there and I am thinking about all the scenarios that could have gone or could go, I step away from my phone or you will have several different text messages. There she go. Those text messages. Listen, I I have to catch myself. So when I'm at 100, what I have learned, my patterns and what that I need to be a little more um, aware of is, okay, Sasha, 
you're in your emotions right now, you need to set the phone down. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and push the phone, turn it off mm-hmm. at this point <laughs> because mm-hmm. no one loves to have 50 different ding, 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 dings while they're trying to sleep at night. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I have recognized that when I am at 100, I do not need to call nobody. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll call my sister, but I don't need to text anything. Okay. Yeah. Not at all. Go to sleep. Because one thing you said, those emotions, they keep coming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they come from all directions. Mm-hmm. So it's not a clear pathway as it relates to resolving that specific problem that you're dealing with. Because they come from all directions. So you're going to have to really process over those emotions, filter out what's not necessary, and then move forward as it relates to resolving whatever's beforehand. Yeah, yeah. That's on the table. And I think that we also have to be aware that we manage, so as individuals, human beings, we manage so much daily stress mm-hmm. that it is very, we want to try to compartmentalize or finish um, a different stress at work before we go to this and that. When in all actuality, our emotions do not know how to compartmentalize in our mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have stressors at work. We have stressors at school. We have stressors with our families. We have stressors with friendships. So all of those emotions are coming from left, right, side to mm-hmm. side, up and down. It is really hard to compartmentalize that stuff. Mm-hmm. So if we don't take a step back, then you're going to get it from all different angles. The cat might get it. The dog might get it. My sister might get it. My mom, Lord, you know, bless her heart. She doesn't need to get it, but she <laughs> might get it. <laughs> so we really have to take a step back. We truly have to take a step back because our emotions are going into this whole big mixing pot Mm -hmm. and they don't really necessarily know that, oh, I am angry because someone cut me off while I was driving here Mm -hmm. and I was already late. I am angry because someone ate the last of the the Chinese food in the refrigerator Mm -hmm. and now I'm taking out on somebody else. So really taking that step back because emotions don't know how to compartmentalize themselves in our minds. And who wants to live with someone like that? Right. My husband. (laughs) (laughs) I love my husband. Who wants to live with someone like that? Emotions all over the place. No, it's um, it's it's funny because um, even though I I threw I threw out threw that out Mm -hmm. that um, even this morning, like um, I was in my emotions looking for a receipt that I threw away, and um. He just asked, like, what happened to the receipt? And I was like, I threw it away. But it wasn't in the garbage that I thought. And he said, well, it's not there. Nice and cool. And I I caught a feeling, like, real fast. So I'm storming through the house, like, well, there's only three garbage cans up in here. It's in one of them. And he's looking at me like, well, it's not in that one that you said. And without saying a word, I heard him say in his eyes, you better find that receipt. You know, like we leaving in 20 minutes. So I'm frustrating myself because I'm in my feelings. Building it up. Yeah. He didn't say anything, just what happened to the receipt. Mm-hmm. And But I found that receipt. And after I found the receipt, I felt good. I was out of my feelings because I found the receipt. He had nothing to do with it. So if you're listening I'm sorry. (laughs) And it took time for me to actually say I'm sorry. So that's just me. Y'all might have said sorry in the morning, but it took time for me. So basically what you're saying is after you found that receipt, that emotion went away. That quick? That quick. 
Because I realized it was like I start talking to myself. Well, in the process, when I'm looking through all that nasty trash, like, just think, you know, it's not his fault. You're the one threw it in the garbage. If you wasn't such a clean freak, it would have still been where he left it. So, Mm. and I was talking my way through that while I was digging in the trash. So hers was more intuitive and right then and there and able to process it versus taking a longer amount of time, maybe throughout the day to process, which demonstrates growth that you're able to, okay, let's process these feelings, get it together. All right. I'm ready to understand and put them in appropriate places Mm. versus taking it on and having that wrath go throughout the day at work. Okay. Cause I got to work with you. Uh, (laughs) So, but that is an example of growth with processing emotions efficiently and effectively. Mm -hmm. Other people may take a lot longer Mm -hmm. and that's okay. That just says that we are all at different places with how we process, how we talk through our emotions, how we forgive, how we communicate. And we're not all going to be at the same place. Mm -hmm. Right. So, but yeah, what about fighting fair? So if we are in our emotions, that may not be the best time to, um, let's all talk about fighting fair. No, I'm, I'm out of 10. Uh-uh. I need to take a step back. I need some time. So how else do we fight fair? Talk gently, remember? Mm-hmm. That tone. That tone. Because we can be, um, we can snap real fast or think or like we talk real loud or um, just because they say something loud, you got to get louder. And then y'all both really loud. And you were like, where did that come from? Or sarcasm, sarcasm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do that a lot. So eliminating that sarcasm or being mm-hmm. mindful that, and it's not going to happen the first time mm-hmm. you have an argument or a disagreement with somebody, is to reduce the sarcasm. But I have recognized that, okay, I do have sarcastic remarks when I am fighting or when I am arguing back and forth. So reducing that, making yourself aware that, okay, let me apologize for making that sarcastic comment because that wasn't fair. <laughs> so let me ask you this question. Why do you think a lot of people have sarcastic comments? Because I'm, I'm trying to defend myself. Yeah. Defense mechanism, list. straight up. Mm-hmm. All day. I you am say, I'll be like, you say what? <laughs> and that's why. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. I was like, oh, no, he didn't. Yes. Oh, yes, she did. Huh. Most definitely. Sarcasm is a way of protecting this is just me, but research has shown that sarcasm is a way of being able to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Tone, elevation of your tone, um, volume is a way of asserting that control mm-hmm. over the situation. Mm-hmm. I like that, too. When you say control, fighting fair, no one is in control. Y'all have to both be able to be like we on the same playing field for me. Mm-hmm. Because when you try to dominate, it's just gonna you're gonna go find something else to find something else to find something else, mm-hmm. and it's gonna just keep on going. Mm-hmm. And that and a lot of people struggle with um, control, yeah, not wanting to let go or being vulnerable mm-hmm. in situations. So, and when you say that, I I also hear a lot of fear, yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of fear as it relates to the outcome, yes, and a lot of that fear. That you may have is projective fear. Mm. Afraid of what's to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Just ride with the conversation. That's why cruise with the the conversation, cruise with the the disagreement, like working together. We want to jump ahead, you know. And I think a lot of times jumping ahead is like you all said. I want to be in control, but then wanting to be in control has a lot to do with fear. And when you don't know, like just asking questions, don't be afraid to be like get some more understanding instead of reacting. Yes. Because when you understand more, it's like, okay, even though I don't like it, like I understand why you responded and it might make you have to change some behavior. So if you know the person don't like a certain smell, like why you keep burning that incense, you know, <laughs> it makes me angry. So, okay, I understand why. Cause it happened that started a fire when you was two. I don't know. And then I know that I won't do that because that could be like a trigger for something that happened like in your past. And then when I get to understand it, I can make some adjustments. And there we go. We're not worrying about that situation anymore. Mm-hmm. Or if it comes up, it's like, oh, my bad. Or we get to talk about it mm-hmm. in a healthy way without arguing and yelling. Be like, I'm trying. Something that we can work through. And you said something, too, about me. It's growth. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay not to know. And then when you... Know better, you should do better. So allow yourself to grow. Yeah. And I think another thing as far as fighting fair is um, being willing to listen, not interrupting the other person. We're so quick to want to interrupt and say what we feel or what is on our mind right then and there, what's on our, um, what our emotions are, that we lose the content of the other person in the conversation. So um, a lot of times when we do, when we are talking, we're talking in order to insert how we feel about the situation or our viewpoint. And with that, we're losing the content that there are two people, me and this other person, or it could be me and, you know, a couple of other people that they have opinions too. Mm -hmm. They have a different perspective of this situation, a different lens in this situation. Just because that I'm seeing it one way doesn't mean that Everybody is seeing it that way. And so really not interrupting, which is very hard to do, but practicing not interrupting because you're not showing by interrupting, you are also inserting or trying to insert that control. Mm -hmm. No, I'm right. No, I'm right. This situation, I'm right. Mm -hmm. You're not listening to me. I'm right. Essentially, that is what interrupting is saying. But also with interrupting, you're showing you're not interested in what someone is saying. Yes. Not valuing. Correct. And then when a person feels disvalued, there I go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm offended. And I got another reason to to come at you really strong Mm -hmm. for for, for the littlest things. So value one another in the conversation, their feelings or their concerns. Even if you don't agree Mm -hmm. with them, you can agree to disagree in a healthy way. Yes. I know in our last, um, on our last talk, I um, admitted to my stonewalling abilities that I do so very well. So I did do better this week in stonewalling. Um, I can recall that, um, say, I, I know I did it at least one time, but the growth that I did I was able to open back up within, say, an hour opposed to, no, it was probably within 30 minutes because before it'd be like an hour, two hours, like I just got to shut down. 
But it was like, no, that's not fair. That's not fair. That's not fair. And I had to literally force myself. I had to tell myself it wasn't fair Mm -hmm. and force myself to like open up, be vulnerable and handle whatever emotion was to show up. And I did good. Mm -hmm. So um, fighting fear works. (laughs) It's a it's a process. Mm -hmm. Find out where you are and don't be afraid to grow and make some changes because if you want change, you have to change. Something has to change. You're not responsible for it. Nobody else do. No. But you want something to change, you change. Because your environment has to, will change around you. Correct. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm -mm. Fight and fear. Okay. So just to recap, fighting fear is having the appropriate tone, setting the appropriate time, and uh, making sure that you're not using any type of degrading language. Uh, sarcasm, <laughs> stonewalling the person, discussing the topic at that time, not reaching back from 10 years ago, not reaching back from three years ago, right there at that time. Okay. So thank you guys so, so much for checking in with us today. And as always, please, please, please take care of yourself so that we can take care of each other. If you do have comments, questions, or concerns, hit us up at JustMePodcast1, that is the number one, at gmail.com. Again, JustMePodcast, the number one, at gmail.com. And we definitely look forward to touching base with you next time. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Just Me Podcast. If you are seeking further one-on-one consultations, worksheets, and action steps from the ladies at Just Me Podcast, please review the monthly subscription packages starting at $9.99 at www.patreon.com backslash Just Me Podcast and the number one. If you are seeking further one-on-one diagnoses, interventions, and treatment plans, please consider scheduling an appointment with an individual counselor at Journeys Counseling Center. Journeys can be reached at 336-294-1349. The mission of Just Me Podcast is to use authentic conversations to uplift one's mind, body, and soul. The goal of Just Me Podcast is to offer affordable education and insight to individuals who experience financial barriers to accessing individualized behavioral health support. With that being said, the information, including opinions, advice, and recommendations discussed in this podcast, is intended for informational and educational purposes only. Such information is not intended to substitute the recommendations of your own licensed therapist or healthcare provider. Although we are licensed behavioral health professionals, we are not your licensed behavioral health professional. As a result, the advice mentioned on this podcast should not replace the recommendations offered by your own qualified health professional.